Lydia. Blog Talk Radio. Do I have a show for you? Absolutely. You have reached your destination. SB, SB Barber Morning Show, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Uh, I'd like to have Dr. Foreman go ahead and greet everyone. Thank you. Uh, good morning, listening audience, and we're so glad that you're here today again with us on the business of Monday Money Talk and uh, keeping your money in the black. Uh, we are the Black Money Team that is with you today, Apostle uh, S.B. Barber, myself, Dr. Lois Foreman, and also our co-host, Lydia Idahosa. And uh, we're in place, and we're ready to go today to help you to get and keep your money in the black. We have a show for you today, guest lineup today that's going to bring you insight and bring you awareness into uh, all that you need to know to begin to move your money forward, to keep it from falling backward, and to be able to expand and take more territory as it relates to your finances, your family, our community, and uh, really having an economic impact the way that you desire to have. All right. Thank you very much. We do have our guest, and uh, that was his number, so uh, we've got him in place. So we're going to continue to move. Lydia, please, uh, Lydia Iniosa, please identify who you are. These are our powerful, listen, brilliant powerhouse commentators Mm -hmm. from Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr., and now you'll hear the voice and the greeting from Ms. Lydia Iniosa, and she'll tell you what she represents. In addition, we want to always acknowledge our third person. And uh, I tell you, he came out the stall and joined the Black Money team uh, earlier on, and that is Mr. Michael Lopez. Now, he cannot be with us right at this time, but we're keeping him present, uh, and we're communicating. He has another aspect of his business that he has expanded on. So we're very excited for him. You know him as the businessman, the entrepreneur, and the inventor, the inventor. And so... This is just a great, powerful time of expansion, development, and awareness. And so at any given time, one or the other of our commentators may have to step away to handle their ministry, business, family, whatever it takes, but it all benefits us all. All right, Ms. Lydia Iniosa, go ahead and greet everyone. Thank you, Apostle Barber. Good morning. Happy Monday. Um, If Monday is not your favorite day of the week, which it definitely wasn't mine, it's going to start becoming your favorite day of the week. By all means, if you don't have a pen and paper handy, uh, halfway through the show you're going to figure out you really needed one, so get one handy now. Uh, I know almost every Monday, not almost every Monday, there's some kind of notes that I take down from the show, some, some days more than others. But you're going to get information here that you don't get any other place. And uh, even to, 
especially today, we're going to be talking about the things that nobody else tells you, but you need to know. So, Pastor Barber, back to you. Thank you. All right. All right. We're locked and loaded. And let me tell you, I am pumped about this broadcast, but I want to say it this way. You know, I have a privilege of, of course, being a part of, uh, well, I am the executive producer, let me put it that way. But I love it when I see the promos of our shows, and I know, team, you feel the same way. These are some of the most handsome and gorgeous kings and queens. I'm telling you, I love seeing their photos and setting about what they're all about. And, I, you know, I'm just curious, do you you all feel that same way? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of, yeah. a little, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I love the response from those who see it as well. And so, wow, this is tight. I can't say it any other way. I love it. Nice-looking people are okay. Intelligent people are great. But when you can Uh, tell a a good-looking, intelligent person, get out of the way. (laughs) Boom. I love it. I love it. You said boom. (laughs) All right. We we love it when we can just, you know, shall we say, uh, create an atmosphere for those of you who are our listeners, because a lot of times, listen, clergy, you know how it is for us, but those of us that also have this line down the middle of the express highway, Uh, from the worship center to the business and marketplace. We don't get a whole lot of rest. And so hats off to one of our queens and wife, and that is Dr. Jessica Foreman. Thank you for allowing your husband to have just a little bit of time with us but we just wanted you to know we recognize that it is honey time. So let's get right to business so we can get him out of here. All right, Dr. Foreman, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to do that. All right, all right. Now, for those of you that are, who are chiming in, let me do this because we've got a couple of guests that I, I don't recognize the number, especially when the lines start lighting up, and uh, let me do this. Caller who's joined us, I will not ever disclose an entire number. So know that. Trust us on that. Um, Let me do this. Telephone number ending. Ah, 9137. Uh, May I ask, or shall I say, may you, uh, you have permission to identify who you are? Hello and good morning. This is Mr. Michael Lopez, everybody. How y'all doing? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, my heart my is so blessed. You know what? Michael, nice to hear your voice. <laughs> and, and guess what, everyone? I hadn't talked to him like overnight or anything. I did not know he was going to be with us. And I tell you, we didn't. What can I say? What can I say, Lydia <laughs> and Dr. Foreman? Did we not introduce him as though he's a rock star? Oh, yes. I hope you were on the line and I hope you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. It's so good to hear your voice. Let's, let's just do this for a moment. And I know our guests will understand. See, we're a family. This is the village, and uh, we have to take care of one another as the commentators. So, sir, go ahead and introduce yourself. And just very quickly, can you do all of that in 30 seconds? <laughs> go ahead. Oh, with, 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 without a doubt, it's the thrill in Manila. It's the new Ali <laughs> It's the 2017 Michael Lopez. He's here to stay forever and extra day. I just want to say thank you to my people here that's on the line to us. I'm blessed and grateful to be on. I'm great and I'm happy as a human being, and I'm ready to give, get, and give back. So let's get to it. Good morning, y'all. Black Money Team. Morning. Thank you. Yes, good morning. Thanks, Mike. Dr. Lois, Dr. Lois. The choice, yes, the choice. He's the choice, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
How's everything going with you, brother? I just heard that there's some um, some honey time in the mid. I know uh, I know your wife don't play. <laughs> yeah, she she told me ten o'clock at ten o one is over for me, so we better get it in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. All right, here we go. Again, you are listening to the Black Money Team, and this is the business of Monday Money Talk. Now. We have been looking at various aspects across the board from designated dollars, opportunity. Is there an impact or is there not? We've handled that. We've been talking about, and and it's been across the board with individuals, personalities from government, from clergy, uh, from community, uh, as it relates to RFPs, and uh, that's that money, that grant money, and so much more. You can go back in the podcast uh, channel and just absorb it all, take it all in, because as you heard Lydia say, you're going to want to have a pencil and a calendar today because there's information. We have made this a mandate. We're going to make sure you know what we know. Time to get to the legislature. When it's time to get to the capital, we're going to make sure you know. And we have folks that we're pulling in that that is their appetite. They are in that role, and they will come and give us an account. So just to give you an update on that. Now, we have Mr. William, hashtag Bill, (laughs) Mr. William Bill Woodson. And if you want to see who this handsome king is, just uh, step back and take a look at Facebook, and you'll see the promo and see his face. But um, we're going to have him, uh, we're going to allow him to introduce everyone, uh, I'm sorry, introduce who he is and why he has an appetite for what we're going to accomplish today in this dialogue because we talk about adults, et cetera, but you know what? We have a responsibility to pass the baton, prepare our youth, and undergird them to get them to their next level. What is that level? Walking aside their elders, whether they be in business, ministry, et cetera, but to get the wisdom and insight that they deserve and need to know. Yes, there are those who are dangling. They're dangling. Their little feet are just dangling in the air, and they're trying to find their way. Well, we weren't satisfied, so Lydia dug deep. She probably didn't have to go that far because she's well-connected. But she brought to our attention, and he is our guest today, so we're going to get right to him so that he can introduce who he is And we'll just go right from there with our subject matter today. And that subject matter is owning a job versus business, the right mindset, and support systems. So without any further delay, your mic is open, Mr. William Bill Woodson. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, let's hear from him as his mic is being open right now. Good morning, Pastor Barbara, and good morning to uh, others on the line and uh, on the air. It's uh, Bill Woodson, and it's a pleasure to spend some time with you and be with all these big, bright, sparkling personalities on a beautiful uh, spring morning in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, My background is uh, actually split between a bit of public service, but also uh, 20 years in Fortune 500 companies and the last 10 years in uh, academic administration and leadership, and currently I'm enrolled in a uh, doctoral program at the University of Minnesota in uh, higher education uh, organizational leadership. And uh, I've been passionate about uh, working with uh, young people. I've made that transition into uh, higher ed because I really just get a lot of positive energy from working with young folks. I've been involved in, in mentorship and developing scholarship programs, I, I work with the Jackie Robinson Foundation. I've been trying to work on a new scholarship uh, program for young people interested in community service at the uh, University of Minnesota. And 
it's just exciting and a pleasure to be uh, here with you today and spend some time with uh, with our people and uh, talk about our issues and uh, learn how to how to move us forward as a people. So thank you for the invitation. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, I am getting a little bit of distortion um, in Brother Woodson's line and uh, sounds like maybe a little bit too far away from the phone if you're using a Bluetooth or maybe in a little bit of a shrouded area so that the cell signal is not clear. But, uh, again, oh, thank I'm you so sorry. much. Is this, a, is this a little bit better? That is clearer, yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for letting me know. Okay. And, again, congratulations on being part of your doctoral program. I've been there, done that, <laughs> had a T-shirt and a mug, as they say. And, I'm told uh, you survived the process. It's, uh, I, I like to hear that people make it through the, to the other side because it's not an easy, very, uh, easy voyage. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But as they say, it is well right. worth the journey. All right. Let's do this. Now, you were clearly acknowledging the – you made reference to one who uh, we cherish, and that's Jackie Robinson. Why that piece? Help us understand why that piece is right there on your resume. Well, one of the things that I think is just uh, it, it hurts my heart that we have so much uh, talent within our community that uh, is capable of so much. And uh, But the platform that, that first rung on the ladder is oftentimes is education. And uh, education costs money. And we know that, uh, you know, the black community, the average black family has less than one-tenth the, uh, the, uh, the, the household wealth of, uh, of white families. And that just puts education that much further out of reach for so many young people who could do such great things if given the tools. And so when the opportunity came up to be a part of the uh, Upper Midwest Regional uh, uh, Review Committee for the Jackie Robinson Foundation, which does just a fantastic job uh, putting – 30 to 50 uh, young people uh, on a, uh, a, a, t- a significant scholarship and also uh, some support resources to, uh, to help them achieve their uh, dreams of uh, a college degree. I was delighted to become a part of that uh, selection and recommendation committee uh, working here in the, in the Midwest uh, with uh, uh, Brother Patrick Troop over at uh, uh, MCTC, who uh, coordinates the program. For the, for the upper Midwestern region. So it's a real pleasure to have a chance to have that engagement with our, our young people, see what uh, talent is coming down the pipeline and help uh, the, the best and brightest minds get onto that uh, first rung of the ladder with that scholarship opportunity. All right, let's clarify that. I want to make sure everyone heard that name at MCTC. That is Patrick, did you say Truth? T-R-U-T-H? T-R-O-U-P. T-R-O-U-P. O-U-P, as in Peter. And, uh, but they can go to the website Excellent. and just look up Jackie Robinson Foundation Scholarship, and that's a, a nationwide uh, website. They can make applications through, uh, through that portal. I believe uh, we're going to open up the cycle in September with a deadline in January for uh, the 2018 cycle that's that'd be open now for young people uh not open now but open in september for young people planning to uh attend college in the fall of 2018 excellent and i will say this to all of our guests when you are defining websites contact information please just slow it down we give you that grace because we understand that many times an individual can't you know, they can't write that fast, et cetera. And so uh, I want you to know that uh, this is a little different than mainstream radio where you've only got two seconds, maybe three, to uh, give your contact information. So that's important from this platform. So be very comfortable in doing so. Uh, thank you for that. Now, Let's do this. Going with our first question, I'd like to have that first question come from our commentator, Ms. Lydia Iniosa. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Woodson, thank you so much for being on the air with us. And uh, I kept referring to you as Dr. Woodson, and I I said, I'm not sure if he's got his Ph.D. or not, but 
So, so I'm glad you're working on that. But part of the reason that we wanted to do a program about at-risk youth and business is because this program is about business. It's about money. And having taught for 15 years, one of the things that, that one of the things I'd know, even if I hadn't taught, is kids are bright. They like nice things. They want to get the things they want one way or another. I think it was, I don't think, Spike Lee one time on an interview said, I'm very grateful that I was able to become successful at my work. He said, because I was going to have the things I have one way or another. And so, so the kids have ambition. And I've seen that the same qualities that you have for a business leader are the same qualities that somebody with street smart has. And sometimes the kids with the street smarts even have more charisma than the business leaders. But anyway, so I wanted, since you deal with the students that are trying to get in college or maybe students that teachers, uh, somebody's gotten in touch with you, see what you can do about this kid, and the kid doesn't really want it. uh, So anyway, what's your take? uh, It's a two-part question. What's your take on the kids, and are there any that are falling through the cracks that you wish aren't falling through the cracks? Oh, my gosh, yes. And uh, I love the I, – I think that uh, Brother Spike, who uh, – he and I graduated from college the same year. I had the pleasure of meeting him. He's a Morehouse man. I, I graduated from Brown, oh, nice. Rhode Island. But uh, he's uh, he, he put it uh, in a much more elegant way than I could have, which is that uh, when we have – bright, ambitious, talented young people and uh, people who are bright and ambitious and talented are going to make it. They're going to do big things, but you know, it may not be big things on the right side of the law or on the right side of uh, society if they don't have that access, that opportunity, but they're going to do big things one way or the other. And so mm-hmm. we as a society are really hurting ourselves. We're cutting ourselves short in a way that frankly on this global economy, we can't afford to not have every bright, talented person at the wheel making big, positive things happen. And if we don't open those doors up to education, to uh, to, to knowledge, to capital, uh, we're just going to see that those energies go in a place that doesn't push society forward. And absolutely, I, I don't. I mean, I've had. Too many rides, you know, where the cab driver was dropping some amazing knowledge and perspective about world politics or world affairs or the economy. We have people who could be changing the world who uh, are are trapped in dead end jobs because no one ever opened the door to opportunity. So that's why I've been so passionate about uh, mentoring programs. I've worked with uh, something called the Leaders of Tomorrow program, which is National Black MBA Association, uh, nbmbaa.org, and they have a program called Leaders of Tomorrow. That's uh, an active chapter here in the Twin Cities. Uh, I'd be happy to connect folks with that, or they can uh, Google it, look it up online. And it's working with young people to connect them to, uh, to help them understand what does it take to be uh, successful in business and recognize that the talents uh, the inclination, the capabilities, uh, the you know, verbal skills, uh, analytical thinking, critical thinking, uh, argumentation, analysis, they actually have all those things. They may use them to run the dozens on their buddy or to uh, you know, annoy their parents, <laughs> but, they can, but they can use those same skills to, uh, to negotiate a deal or in, in a, a critical analysis to, to put forward an argument as to why their uh, startup business concept should be funded. But you need to have uh, the training and the education to get you the access uh, to uh, those spheres of influence and power and money. You know, the the bank will say, if you don't have a college degree, uh, why would I want to lend you money? The right credentials behind yourself, got a few names in your network, and suddenly the same idea that was scoffed at gets, you know, recognized for its brilliance. And Mm -hmm. we have to help other people understand that the talent is there. They have that talent. They have the the, the hustle and the willingness to work hard. They just haven't found, you know, necessarily uh, the way to connect that to opportunity. And 
as a society and as a community, we owe it to them to help them see that talent and, and to open those doors to, to, con- to connect them to access. I've also been involved, one last thing, uh, in, uh, when I was at St. Thomas, I mentioned, or, or we talked beforehand, I worked at St. Thomas for seven years. That's what actually brought me to uh, the Twin Cities from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, back in 2007. It was to lead the MBA program at St. Thomas. And uh, same, same story. I opened up a, a scholarship program there. We've given out over a million dollars now and supported uh, nearly 20 young people to uh, nice. connect to uh, their MBA degrees on fully funded scholarships, people of color. And it's a matter of uh, unleashing the talent that's already there because, frankly, any space where you don't see uh, black and brown faces that that is associated with money or influence or knowledge, and we're not there, though we need to be there, and society suffers when we're not. And so it it behooves us as members of the community and as the larger society to figure out ways to open those doors and get those black and brown faces into those seats. All right, let me do this because his time is a little bit short, but he will be coming back. But we needed to stir up insight and also make this information available. Let me go directly very quickly to uh, our commentator, Michael Lopez. What is that question that you have of Mr. Woodson? Please address him now. Uh, well, yes. Uh, first off, thank you, Mr. Woodson, uh, for being on. Uh, it's a pleasure, first off, to hear um, the spirit that you got, that you're motivated through. I, I appreciate um, all of the time and energy you're investing in the work that you're doing. Uh, my hat's off, and kudos, sir. Um, thank you. And Oh, yes, yes, without a doubt. Um, I guess what, what, um, what, segue or where do you see the biggest hurdle in the work that you do day to day or maybe it's you know throughout the year but what is the what is the you know one of the greater barriers that you're looking at and maybe regard to uh, working with the youth in that aspect or or even uh, maybe helping propel them forward Um, I'm, I'm just curious as to what that looks like through the work that you do? That's a great question. I think one of the challenges is that we put young people through paces without helping them understand why it is that they're supposed to be, what, are they, what is it they're supposed to be doing? Why are they there? We, think about this. We send our young people to school. We send them to high school, and we don't tell them why they're there. And so they don't apply themselves why they're there. Uh, and guess what? If you don't work at something, you don't get much. You don't take much away from it. Some, a program I did uh, years ago that I was very uh, pleased with. This is back when I was living in uh, in Northern California near uh, San Francisco. And if you don't know Northern California, the, the neighborhood that you want to uh, lift up and support uh, is East Palo Alto, and that's where a lot of our people are. And then a lot of the the wealth and the and the and the, the money is over in Palo Alto or in Mountain View or in Santa Clara or you know San Francisco, uh, Redwood City, et cetera. But East Palo Alto is where you find our people. I did a program where I reached out to and hosted 20 young people at uh, the site where I was working. I was in a Fortune 500. I was at Hewlett Packard in uh, based down in Sunnyvale, California, where they made personal computers. And I hosted 20 young people full day. Program. Well, not a full day, but about from uh, nine to, to one, and we we uh, toured the the facility, and I explained to them here's where they uh, do the technical support, here's where they do the engineering, here's where they do the manufacturing, here's where the legal department sits, here's where the marketing department sits, and had them introduced to uh, young professionals in each of those spaces, and then I had them uh, those young professionals as they introduce themselves also talk about their life story and. Uh, were they from a, you know, and there was, there was a mix. There were some people from middle-class families, some people who were from uh, families in poverty, some who went to college on full uh, need-based tuition scholarships, some who uh, had mommy and daddy just write a check. But uh, they had a variety of identities, a variety of backgrounds, and then uh, they explained their function in the uh, company. And then I had the young people do a little simulation. They did a little business meeting. They had to make some design decisions, and I assigned them the roles that the professionals that they had met 
we're in. So I said, okay, you're, you remember Starlene over in technical support? Well, you're going to be tar- Starlene, and you're, here's your concern. You know, you worry about uh, the supportability of this product. You concern about the legal liability. You're concerned about how do you build it. And I gave them little scripts, and they had a discussion. They had a conversation. They had a meeting, which is what we do in corporate America. We have meetings all day long, right? And they got into it, and they enjoyed themselves. And then I had the rest of the audience. They had all the scripts, and they had to catch their friends out if they forgot to mention something. So everybody was engaged. Everyone had a great time. And at the end of it, I said, you all did a great job. You got all your issues on the table. You defended your points of view. You made your argument, and you made a decision. I said, that was fun, wasn't it? These were kids from, who were like at, in danger of not graduating from high school because they weren't engaged. They were smart. They just didn't they – weren't, they weren't interested in what they were doing because no one told them why they were in high school. And I said – you guys did a great job. And he said, yeah, we did. I said, did you have fun? Yeah, that was a good time. That was a lot of fun. I said, that's what you do in the corporate world, in these big buildings, you know, but you got to have a college degree. And guess how you get that college degree? you got to get out of high school, and if you get out of high school with a good GPA, you'll get scholarship money, and somebody will pay for you to get that college degree. But if you don't have a good GPA, you can't even get into college. And high school is about proving that you have the merit and the, and the tenacity and the self-discipline to do well in college. That's why you're in high school, and you can just see light bulbs coming on all around the room. And so the issue, the opportunity, is to help young people understand, here's where you're trying to go. Here's why that's a good place. Here's why this, you should be excited about your future. And here are the steps that you need to take along the way. And here's how high school fits in. Here's how college fits in. Here's how learning fits in. Here's how connections fit in. Here's how, you know, having a plan fits in. We have to tell our young people because they don't come into the world knowing that. Somebody's got to show them. Uh-huh. Agreed. Definitely agreed. That's, uh, and I apologize. That's an I'm going to have to jump off, but I appreciate being a part of the conversation this morning. I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you all in the future. Oh, Thank definitely. you. We Thank appreciate you. it so okay. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Apostle Barber, Michael, heard me? Oh, yeah, I was just saying he, he was on to something there. He uh, he was on to something uh, very, very uh, age old, um, and that is something I say that people look at me and they kind of give me this fluoride stare, for those of you who understand what I mean when I say that. But um, they they look at me when I say, you know, I don't I don't agree with, teaching our children what we were taught. I agree with teaching our children what we taught ourselves. Because Oh, very nice. I like that. Uh, and, you know, there, there's a very distinct difference there, and this brother just alluded to every single reason why, you know, um, there needs to be a man in the house. There needs to be the mom in the house. There needs And, and there needs to be a modeling for those of, who are of like gender because that is the only way to really show, like he just demonstrated, that, hey, they don't know what's expected of them, and neither does the individuals and at, at the greatest extent of all the issues. Neither, neither do those individuals who are um, living day to day. We, there's a greater amount of us not knowing our purpose, like he just explained, not having that direction, those lessons, that, that mentorship, that love, essentially is what he's talking about at the end of the day. And we um, are grateful for brothers like him, you know, brothers like We're grateful for men stepping up and showing and saying, here is the way, this is what you want, this is how you get it. This is what you need to, you know, not necessarily understand, but here's what you need to overstand so you can make it work for you. Uh, but you don't know that. You don't know. You, you don't even know you have that power because you don't know you have that choice. And to know and to know that you have a choice in and of itself is power. And so, you know, having leaders and kings and queens step to the plate and lead through entrepreneurship. You know, I, I'm grateful to be here today, guys. I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you guys for having me. All right, let's do this, commentators. Let's have at it. Now, I want to address our listening uh, audiences around the country and also out of the country. The guests that we have 
presented to you their faces and their names, they will be coming to this table. And so we're making it possible for them to chime in at any given time. But if they are not able to chime in today, we guarantee you that you will be hearing from the voice of Ms. Kathy Spann, who is uh, running for uh, council seat, and I believe that's Ward 6. Uh, you guys can correct me on that. And also uh, Mr. Danny Gore, Jr., who is just a treasure of information to this platform, and he is welcomed anytime, uh, along with also Mr. Ivan Thompson. Uh, Lydia, uh, tell us about Mr. Ivan Thompson again. Uh, he, or shall I say, he's very, uh, for the first time. <laughs> um, like Mr. Woodson, he, his passion are young people and helping uh, uh, helping helping them get access to mentorship and scholarship and uh, doing better in school. And one of the things that, uh, and by the way, uh, Danny, Danny Gore is at the VA hospital this morning, uh, checkup and things like that. But, um, uh, and for Danny, Danny Gore just recently retired from the U S department of labor. Uh, uh, the man is fascinating. He's got an incredible background, and part of the reason that he's, aside for for him, aside from him being very well suited for this program and this type of conversation because he's had his own business. Today's type of conversation, he's especially well suited because he was one of those troubled kids growing up in Indiana that wasn't going to finish school. I think he had to get a GED in order to be able to join the Marines. But anyway, um, so the other thing that, that I wanted to mention also is that um, some colleges have the uh, uh, PSEO program where high school students can start taking some college credits in their junior or senior year at a junior college. And if they're, if they're well enough on the ball, they can get an entire year's worth of credits out of the way before they actually graduate from high school. Well, somebody at Century College, Mr. King, I don't remember his first name, but somebody from Century College a few years ago decided, what about the at-risk kids? What can we do for them? So he had a type of pre-PSEO for those kids, kids that would normally not qualify for the PSEO. And they had to hold their hand while they took the, some classes over at, um, at Century College. And like Mr. Woodson did, like Mr. Woodson said, they did just fine. They surprised themselves uh, because they didn't, maybe they didn't think they could do it or it was intimidating, but they did as well or better than the mainstream high school kids that go into the, the PSEO programs. So that's part of the reason why I wanted for us to have this kind of conversation about kids. And, and even though this program is more focused towards business, a lot of those kids sooner or later, a lot of those kids are business minded. And there's lots of people who have those kind of kids. You'd be surprised how many high, high school teachers or high school administrators are pulling their hair out, trying to see what they're going to do with their kid because because some of us have kids, some of us do not have kids that are trying to overcome obstacles in order to succeed. Some of us have kids that are trying to uh, uh, fail just despite the opportunities that they have. Uh, Mr. Woodson would probably be, I don't know, uh, getting ready to have his face explode if with that man's dynamic personality, with the connections that he has, with the education that he has, if he had a kid who was just thumbing his nose at education and at the opportunities that await him. Anyway, back to you guys. All right, Lydia, thank you. Um, you know what, um, I'd like to go to Dr. Foreman and, um, you know, I'm, let me respond this way. Uh, what I'm hearing 
definitely to indicate to those of you who are chiming in, and I tell you, I know it's awesome the response that we are getting from you, so stay with us. But what I want to bring to your attention is you may be scratching your head saying, wait a minute, but I thought this was for me as an adult. Um, you And you may be saying, well, what do I do with this information? The m- most important thing is that you are a now a housing, you are a houser, you are a possessor of this information. You never know what individual is uh-huh. going to come across your path, and you will need to be able to articulate this, not grunt about it. The other piece of it is, it, oh, yeah, I'm real serious about this. Uh, the other piece of this is if you are sitting in the midst of a uh, mosque or church, assembly, etc., you need to know this information. Look around you and look at the brilliance of the young people that you say, you know, why can't they get their acts together? But you have information to help them move forward and come out of a spiral that we have the responsibility of engaging them and listening to them and bringing folks before them. I mean, you know, like this, these are treasures that they would appreciate and they also can benefit. Also, when you come in contact with that young person who's saying, you know what, I, I, I want to go to school, I want to do secondary school, but, you know, I, I just don't have this piece together. You have information here. There are scholarships across the board. There's information out here for our young people that they are longing for. And you say, well, why are they stuck? They're stuck maybe because we're stuck. And if we're stuck and we're not willing to be that collaborative, be that village and handle our business of engaging, encouraging, and building up our young people, then we are at fault. We've defaulted. So that's why it's beneficial to you. Maybe you are wondering, well, how do I revive what I'm doing You may be in a position to hire young people, but maybe because you're concerned about their performance and uh, their lack of uh, right mindset, support systems, we're telling you who the beast are of the best who can handle that and you can talk with them and get the insight that you need to move your business forward. You can connect with organizations, whether it be Step Up that's run by the city of Minneapolis and present to them your work site and don't be concerned about some of these other things because they're very gracious in hearing. As a matter of fact, they are a win-win situation because they want to be introduced to youth who have barriers. All right, now the deadline is gone, but it's better that you know this now. And so that's why I need you to stay engaged and run with this information. All right, so now let's go to uh, Dr. Foreman. Uh, and, and, and as I said, back and forth, commentators, I needed to make sure that happened. Now, I don't know, unless someone has uh, confiscated Mr. Uh, Woodson's telephone number, uh, his phone, uh, it looks like he's back with us. But if he's in a position to communicate, press number one. That will let us know that you are available to chime in again, or some of our listeners need to just have their headset on and hear what's going on, especially if they're traveling. So, all right, Dr. Foreman, uh, Ms. I- uh, Lydia Inioso, <laughs> Iniosa, and also uh, Mr. Michael Lopez, you all have added. And then when I see that, uh, that acknowledgement that our guest uh, is able to talk with us again, I will let you all know. But let's talk about this. Let's start with the right mindset because we don't have a lot of time for our young people and also support systems. So let's do that now. Go for it. And and very briefly, the difference, because I think a lot of people don't know the difference between owning a job and owning a business, and Mr. Foreman is the the best one to give that explanation. 
So back to you, sir. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so, you know, again, we've got a really broad topic for you today in terms of really, again, we've been dealing with a business, the real deal, um, obvious things that we don't know. They're obvious. A lot of times we don't know them and recognize them. Today our focus has been on at-risk youth and entrepreneurship or business ownership. And, again, we've identified that a lot of at-risk youth, as a matter of fact, I want to say this, uh, all youth are at-risk youth. It's just a matter of whether or not they get plugged in, get the right structure, get to know some of the whys. They're exposed to how to go from where they are to where they are trying to get to uh, and that they're exposed to that there's more out there perhaps than what they've already seen. And so really taking the time to invest in our youth to uh, lay out for them a plan of where they should go or where they could go, uh, begin to let them know about the obstacles or hurdles that they must overcome. And uh, as Mr. Woodson has said and others have identified, a lot of times our youth get uh, unplugged, if you will, or get on uh, the wrong path or a path that's less than uh, because they're not engaged. They, the, the material, the curriculum, um, the, the what's going on is not really uh, connecting with them in such a way that holds their attention, that garners their energy, that helps them to focus on doing something. And so a lot of at-risk youth turn to entrepreneurship. You know, they're, they're not the ones that are going to show up at the job, you know, on time and, and subsequently wind up having issues there and say, listen, I can just do this on my own. Or even those who you know, have dropped out of school at an early age and say, hey, you know, my only economic opportunities are here on the street corners. And so they're, they're pursuing um, in those avenues, uh, you know, but we've got to really help them understand that that, that doesn't mean that they're bad uh, uh, or that, uh, you know, in a sense of speaking, that they're, they're uh, less than. It just means that they're, they're, there's a lack of opportunity that has presented itself to them in terms of how do I plug into mainstream, legitimate, legal business where I can use my gifts, my talents, my abilities to actually prosper and to profit. And so, you know, we've got to really begin to help them to, to see that um, and, and then understand that, uh, you know, the, the things they're dreaming about, the houses, the, the cars, the clothes, that those things are attainable to them um, in a legal format if they will take that same entrepreneurial bent and really begin to develop business. One thing that Lydia pointed to was that, again, you know, as a business owner, and Michael can certainly attest to this, um, as a business owner, you have to have a different mindset than someone who is self-employed. A lot of times people go in business. They, they get a business card, they go down to the state, and they file their paperwork, and they've got a business. But the way it's structured, the, the way they're out to pursue some things, they simply own a job. They don't work for somebody else. They actually work for themselves. So they're putting in that 9 to 5 or even that 9 to 9 so that they don't have to go work for somebody else, but they're stuck in a, a, a pigeonhole, if you will, They've got to do that over and over and over and over and over and over again with no end in sight because of the way they structured their, their quote-unquote business. You know, we really got to begin to understand that you've got to uh, structure a business where it actually provides you freedom, uh, time freedom, economic freedom, uh, a path to building wealth, and not just a way to show up and make income and set your own hourly wage. And so, you know, it really begins, uh, as we're talking about, got to begin to be exposed to some different information, exposed to how things work on, on that side of the economic sense, uh, exposed to how you build structure and systems that can replace you and really move you into uh, a position of, again, being a business owner, uh, and having freedom as a result of what you do and not just having a job every day. And also, um, and I'm sorry to to uh, take it off sync for a brief minute, but uh, it's, I think it's important. 
the way our society is structured, and it goes back to business, sometimes people may at some point after they've had their taking classes and maybe get a little bit of a degree or something, but our society is structured, finish high school, go to college. And, you know, it's like step one, step step two, step three. In England, right after high school, you have to take a year off. It's mandatory. Universities will not take you straight out of high school. And usually that's when kids mess up the most in school is in their freshman year of college. Um, the guy that discovered the DNA sequencing or how to or found it or whatever main thing he did with it, um, he finished high school, had, I think, just under a 2.5 GPA, went into the military, and then at some point decided to go back to school, and eventually he made that discovery. But he was, because everybody loves to make it seem like this is your path to success. You go to high school, you go to college, and bam, bam, bam. And, it, you know, it's different for everybody. But what Mr. Uh, what Dr. Lois just said about owning a job and owning a business, I think that's very important because even these entrepreneurial kids, a lot of most people don't think about owning a business. What they're really doing is they're owning a job. Mr. Lopez? I agree. Owning a job, owning yourself, owning a business. Only two of those can coexist together. And if you own someone else's job, you won't have it. It's about leadership and it's about willingness. But you have to also be fearless if you're going to make any real headway, if you're going to make any real change. I used to work as an educator at a, at a charter school. I was unbeknownst to the students about the same age as them. And I was able to go under the radar in that respect and be effective more or less on the ground level, introducing vocational trades to uh, construction and culinary arts. Today, through that entire process, there are three entrepreneurs that I know of that were my quote-unquote students. But I think what I was able to do was, oh, thank you. Thank, thank God for them because <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of their peers are um, updated to me through them. That's how I get my head, my day-to-day, and I find out a lot of them are either in jail or dead. And that's the truth. Uh, yep. That's the truth. And this is coming from the people that they grew up with, they were in school with. So you know the truth because it's happening now. And so as we speak and move forward, you have to be fearless. You have to be willing. Because I can tell you right now, you'll get a bunch of no's all day long. You have to create your path. You have to create your opportunity. You can do that by remaining steadfast and focusing on what you need to do for you. If you have if you're a young teen parent, you can focus even more so on what you have to do for your child. And for the rest of us that are out here trying to figure it out, that's okay too. Get in line to um, adhere to the lesson that um, uh, Mr. Woodson is instilling. Okay, until you figure it out, here is your, here is your chance for success. Here is your segue to create opportunities. Until you understand that you want something that you want to own, Let's go and do these other um, um, roles. Play these other roles to help you understand what you like. It's okay to feel the field. You know, it's okay before you plant to make sure the soil is right. And so it's, it's okay to take your time. But in the process of that, secure your future financially with consistent and steady income and find something that you like to do in the process of potentially working for other people, you know, being an intern, volunteering. The more you invest in yourself, in self, your self-wealth, the more life is going to get from you and the more life is going to give to you. And that's about experience because the more you can put together in the same pot, you know what gumbo is, you know what jambalaya is. If you are of African descent, you know what jollof rice is. And so if you are those types of people that are hearing this message, I'm talking to you because you understand what I just said. And some of the, and a lot of people who won't understand what I said, this not, this is not the message for you. 
This is the message for understanding. All right, let me do this. Let me do this very quickly. This is powerful. We're going to take these last uh, four minutes, and each one of our commentators are going to identify what support system looks like, and they will do that within about 60 60 seconds. So what does support system look like? And if we've already identified support system, it's okay to refer to that again. The clock is moving now. So let's go with Dr. Foreman and then Michael Lopez and then Lydia Iniosa. I really want to jump in on what Mike said. I mean, it really is um, discovering who you are. And I think to talk about support system, support system along the way, it really comes from the elders in the village, in the community. Uh, If you're a fully grown person and you have some sense of of purpose and what you've done in life, it is your responsibility to reach out to some young person or, matter of fact, a number of young persons, all the ones that you have influence over, the ability to speak into their lives and help direct them to discovering who they are, understanding the truths that you know about life and how it works, and then helping them to plug into those avenues um, because they're looking for direction. They need to know where to go, how to go, and how to get it. So it's your job as a responsible adult, as part of the village, to be able to direct them. If it's not for you, it's not for you. If it is not benefiting you or your children or your family, it's not for you. If it's a group of people or if it's an idea, whatever it may be that's not going to progress you, if it's not positive, going to benefit you, it's not for you. That's my only message for you. Around us that our our Dr. Loises, our Mr. Woodson, our, uh, our Michaels, our Apostle Barbers, the people that see good things, that want good things, that have a bigger vision, that are willing to help us and give us advice, that believe in us, that help us to uh, uh, build up our self-confidence so that we can believe more in ourselves. Um, And the reason that that's important is because more often than not, a lot of the people around us are not necessarily like the folks that you're listening to on the program right now. And they're they're going to be Debbie Downers. They're going to be all negative, and they're going, what do you want to do that for? Who does that? Oh, everybody's got one of those. So, you know, as soon as somebody tries to pull you down, just don't tell them about what you're doing, but keep doing it. If if you feel that that's what's right for you, just keep doing it. But our support system is huge because nobody does anything by themselves. We all need help. All right. Here we go. Listen, this has been absolutely powerful, and uh, I just got some exciting news. Can't talk about it right now, but I'm telling you, this team right here, listen, everyone, just let's do this. Mr. Woodson and those who will be coming, uh, Kathy Spann, Mr. Ivan Thompson, and our friend at the team and around the table, Mr. Danny Gore, we want to say thank you. And uh, we're going to move forward here, but let's just give everyone a round of applause. All right. I've got to go now. Uh, You know what, Dr. Foreman, you got 20 seconds to take us out from the broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Community, uh, just keep the faith. Again, you're our ally. We're your ally in this struggle to keep money in the black, to make positive input, and to see positive results from ourselves, our loved ones, and our community. Thank you. It's like you-